Welcome to the Diamond in the Rough podcast. Perfection is something that is achieved and not ascribed. Just like the diamond in the rough, everyone is born with potential to be a leader inside of them, but that potential needs to be set free. Sometimes, all it takes is a little bit of pressure to allow the diamonds within us to shine. This inspiring podcast will remind you that even the most brilliant diamonds are formed under pressure. Each episode features educational and inspirational conversations with leaders from the energy industry who will share their stories and the pressures that shape them into the diamond that they are today. The goal is to provide both educational and inspirational podcasts. So hold on into this beautiful ride with me. My name is Stacy. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the new episode. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest speaker for today, one of the heads in the National Oil Company. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Mr. Muhammad Abu Bakar. Hi Stacy. Thank you so much for inviting me to be your guest speaker on this podcast. Uh, I'm pleased to be here. And I am pleased to have you joining me here today, Mr. Muhammad. Being such a big personality yourself, can you give us a little insight about the overview of your career journey when you first started in this industry? Okay, uh, to be completely honest, uh, I've always desired a career in the engineering fields growing up. My interest in pursuing engineering was twofold, which include both a gradual interest and an inspiration from my father. Every time I saw my father working hard fixing tools around the house, it inspired me to develop an early interest in problem solving and building from a younger age. Uh, following high school, I was able to pursue a bachelor degree at the University of Technology Malaysia. Uh, soon after my graduation, I began working as a production technologist for the National Oil Company in Trengganu, Malaysia, where I spent the next seven years in the well and reservoir surveillance, production operations, uh, offshore activities, and so on. Later, I was transferred back to Kuala Lumpur, where I was able to broaden my experience and capabilities in reservoir simulation and field development plan formulation. Uh, soon afterward, uh, I was offered the opportunity to work in Sudan operation, Iraq operation, and also in the technology division uh, in the area of enhanced oil recovery. Each assignment and relocation have contributed significantly to my professional development. After 20 years of experience, I'm now heading a development for resource development and management. Wow, what a journey that must have been. Deep water prospects uh, will be an important part of the future global oil and gas supply. As someone with extensive knowledge of the energy industry, what are your thoughts on the future of deep water? 
first and foremost, I would like to state that I concur with your assertion that deep water will play a major role in the future oil and gas supply. Companies are always looking for the most efficient ways to grow their businesses. Hydrocarbon exploration in shallow waters will probably lose ground because the potential for finding or providing large amount of hydrocarbons in shallow water is low in comparison for deep to deep water. According to future production forecast, the Middle East and South America will be the key players in deep water production. And Asian region will only explore 5% of the total stake in deep water production. Additionally, as far as deep water production is concerned, Malaysia will have a growth rate of about 6% by exploring wells in Sabah and Sarawak waters, deep waters. So my view on this is that the focus should be on monetizing previously discovered areas, prudently managing the proceeds wisely and channeling them to exploration activities in the frontier and unexplored deep water. However, deep water development continue to present numerous obstacles, which even the most seasoned players struggle to overcome. While the oil industry has evolved with a long learning curve and technology advancement has helped drive down the cost of deep water production, factors such as lengthy development time, sometimes up to 12 years, continue to be a significant Achilles heel for deep water projects. In your humble opinion, what are the challenges and difficulties that companies face when developing deep water projects? I can summarize five challenges uh, and difficulties confronting developers of uh, deep water project. First is resource potential uncertainties. The sheer magnitude of the required investment necessitate and accurate views of the field volume in order to avoid making suboptimal decision. This is accomplished through the use of techniques such as reservoir imaging, uh, reservoir characterization, and hydrocarbon detection beneath the salt of volcanic rock. Second, on logistic and infrastructure, it is essential to understand future production profile in order to adequately size the infrastructure required to transport the hydrocarbon appropriately and avoid spending money on largely unused capacity. The third challenge lies in production facilities or technological concept. The selection of the technology concept for a deep water platform such as an FPSO, TLP, semi-sub or SPA is one of the most critical decisions during the planning stage. Additionally, the high unit costs make operating in waters deeper than 2 to 3 kilometers very challenging to the operators. Furthermore, there are numerous challenges associated with the flow assurance, chemical requirement, and consistent flow. And the fourth is the availability of drilling rigs. Drilling cost has a can account for over 60% of the total 
capital expenditure. The market for deep water drilling rig has been extremely competitive and ordering new equipment typically requires lengthy lead times. And finally, the fifth and perhaps most significant is project management. Deep water development are especially susceptible to project delays and cost overrun, which can quickly impair the return of for investors. Company will be looking forward to having cutting-edge technology in long-distance tieback, fit for purpose, and innovative subsea solution and digitalization in the near future to enable the development of far-reaching prospect and discovered field. To conclude, I like to point out that innovation does not have to be revolutionary. It can also be evolutionary. That was brilliant indeed. Um, thank you so much for sharing your view on the future of deep water and its current challenges to companies worldwide. What life challenges and pressures have you faced in life that shape you into the diamond that you are today? Well, Stacy, to begin, let me just say that there are two types of people in this world, natives and transplants. I'm a transplanter. Having relocated more than half a dozen times throughout my life, I attended school in Seremban and later moved to Johor Bahru and back to Kuala Lumpur to pursue a degree in petroleum engineering. I've grown accustomed to adapting quickly and effectively with each new relocation. But there are times when I wish I were a native of the city in which I live with a geographical anchor. However, I believe it was preparing me for the events that were about to un- unfold. It has taught me the adaptability process, which is defined as the capacity to be creative and adapt to novel environment and circumstances. After graduation, I was I started my first job in Kerti Terengganu. I was young and excited about my professional endeavors. However, you know, there was time I was I think I was not receiving enough recognition from my superior. I felt undervalued and unappreciated which motivated me to work even harder. But this resulted in me spending less time with my family. While I was busy building my career and my name in this energy industry, uh, I received the most heartbreaking news two years after I began working. It was when my father left me that I realized I hadn't given him enough. I wish I had been in more pictures. I wish I could have been a better son to my father. Those were my rock bottom, but rock bottom became the solid foundation in which I repeat my life. After a few years, I was transferred back to Kuala Lumpur. Uh, following that, you know, I I was asked to relocate to Miri, Sarawak, and, let, and later to uh, Kota Kinabalu, Sabah. After completing my local assignment, I began my first overseas assignment in Khartoum, Sudan, yeah, in Sudan operation. 
Since then, I've continued to circumnavigate the globe, traveling far and wise from my native Malaysia. While the learning curve while working abroad can be steep, but the skill acquired will last a lifetime. The further I venture from my comfort zone, the more sights and lessons I, I see and learn. It was not only the career journey, but a journey to discover myself. Working abroad will assist you in developing your internal strength. Resilience is not a natural trait. It is something that can be learned. You know, when, when thrown into the deep end, you may be surprised at how much you can withstand. Managing cancel flight, going several days without showering, and apartment hunting in a foreign language are all experiences that will help you develop resilience. Maintaining your composure under pressure is a critical life skill that will carry you effortlessly through your personal and professional life. Following Sting living in Sudan, uh, Dubai and Iraq, I'm finally back working in Malaysia. Uh, just as the proverb goes, no matter where you go in life or how far you travel, you will always find your way back home. And when you finally go back to your home country, you will be a little bit older but unquestionably a lot wiser, which I cannot agree with more. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your life's journey. Uh, you are welcome, Stacey. Uh, I'm who I am today because of who I was yesterday. Uh, everything that has ever happened to me has been, is and will always be my narrative and truth. Diamonds are formed under pressure and high pressure situations have a way of bringing out the worst or the best in, in us. You, know, you have probably had moments when you took charge in the face of adversity, as well as time when you felt as though you buckled under pressure. It is all of these things that have been shaped me into the diamond I am today. It's all woven into the fabric of my life. Beautifully said and very wise indeed. Thank you for listening to the Diamond in the Rough podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment and stay tuned for the next episode. Remember that even the most brilliant diamond was formed under pressure. Be that diamond that thrives under pressure and shines brilliantly.